There we go. legacy of podcasting for all that flavor and soul baby i'm your host cletus o'roy and i'm coming to you live with my friend the inimitable the indomitable the invincible kevin d who just got off of a tour of the, uh, a 24-hour plague Ugh, okay i'm done um hey kevin what's up that kind of sounds like big copper's uncle yeah i kind of just modulate one or two basic voices you know it's uh not good man okay so i've been listening to critical role great podcast by the way um i have been insecure because obvious comparisons get made and i have not wanted to uh experience what it was like uh for myself because i knew it was gonna make me feel very bad and i've hidden for a long time uh from that but you know, I I got approached by Michael Schneider, who's been on Harmontown before, and he was like, hey, you should write a review for Variety of The Legend of Vox Machina. We don't have anyone on the D&D beat, you know? So, like, what about you? And I was like, hey, that sounds fun. And uh, But really, my fucking evil little twerp mind started to tinker away, being like, I wonder if I can use this as an opportunity. And so I... I, I I list. I watched the the shows. I watched the screeners. I was like, "This is great." I wrote an article. Uh, they put published the article. Everyone was like, "This is great." Everyone loves Critical Role, so my article was clearly correct. You know, um, it was a good assessment. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It was uh, it was it was fun. It was an interesting experience, and watching it made me feel like, "Oh, these are humans." You know, they're not gods on Olympus. You know, Matt Mercer isn't the devil with his pitchfork poking me in the butt and making me feel bad. This is all stuff I'm doing to myself. You know, he's just a man. He's he's clearly a better DM than me, but you know we have our strengths and our weaknesses you know so i'm not it made me not feel insecure because it was like yeah no this guy's way better than me but at the same time like i feel like if i really really tried hard and all the circumstances aligned i could do something close to that and which is different than feeling like how i had felt by the way kevin i can't hear you but it, the this crisp mutes your laugh somehow right do you have a noise gate um, I think Crisp is just killing it. Yeah, I yeah, am laughing. It, well, Kevin's laugh doesn't register as humans uh, to Crisp, so it cuts him out of the algorithm. But suffice it to say, almost every time I say anything, he's laughing his ass off. You can see it in in, the, in his little window. Uh, anyway, what was I saying? Oh, they're just humans. Like I was like, yeah, I, I get what people mean when they're really excited about it. But my kind of relationship with D and D has been. Uh, Rumpelstiltskin-esque, whereas I take straw and spin it to gold, you know, like the groups aren't sober or paying attention or visual minded or, uh, 
cooperative or non-hostile you know that's kind of the dnd circles that i've been in but you know i could imagine a world where if i had a lot of crazy good uh, voice acting friends and i tried way harder than i ever tried before you know i might be able to make something that good and so then it just felt really inspiring and like oh this isn't my tormentor this is you know another me i don't know it felt like he was like the man before whereas this made me feel like no we're just you know we're just uh nerds we're just lovers of the hobby and we're working in the trenches or something you know i don't know um so it, it i don't know it was a really cool experience and i'm loving the podcast and uh yeah i i've been listening to season three i'm all caught up with season three and now i'm going back and listening to season one to catch up because who boy they have quite the backlog and i don't know if i'm going to get all the way through it but it's it's really fun. I'm having a great time. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I went off on that tangent. Oh, you know, we've had Jeff back. You'll notice he's not here today, but we've had him back. And so I think just as a result, I've been pent up with the things I probably would have talked about if he wasn't here, you know, but we talk about different things when Jeff's here. Um, so yeah, I guess this is like almost like a two, three week old story or something, but it's like, I don't know, whatever. What's up, Kevin? Do you feel like you have a little bit of like imposter syndrome or something like that where just like to me, I see you as arguably one of the most famous, well-known dungeon masters in the world. You know, mm -hmm. I, I cannot think of many, you know, people other than the Critical Role guys and, and maybe a couple others that, you know, are, are famous DMs. I'm nervous playing the game with you and to hear you describe yourself as like this kind of imposter, you know, do you not... Do you not see yourself as as on that same level? Uh, no, definitely not. Um, I mean, I know that I am in the sphere of publicly known people, but I mean, you can just, I, I don't know, D&D is more popular than it's ever been. It's more popular a topic on social media. There's D&D enclaves and RPG enclaves and social media now, you know, on TikTok, there's D&D talk and, you know, there's all these, there's YouTube kind of videos and YouTube kind of enclaves. It's all, you know, there's all this D&D content out there. And if you look at what those people are talking about, I'm not the guy like right now or maybe not right now, but recently like today, the Mercer effect was trending on Twitter. Um, so um, which is interesting. I guess I'll get on that in a bit, but Mercer effect refers to Matt Mercer and people are talking about it. And you know, this, I, you know, would think I'm probably up in the top two, three, four, you know, uh, or I used to be like arrogantly would think, and maybe in the past it was more like that, but people always talk about brendan lee mulligan i don't know who that is you want to look that up who brendan lee mulligan is and there's another name there's like other names that get tossed out before mine and i don't know who they are but you know when people are thinking about dnd figures they're thinking about matt mercer brendan lee mulligan who no offense to him i just don't know who that is um so brendan he's the guy from college humor that plays the role uh, is it dimension 20 yes yeah yeah so i know no, him from he's really humor. good yeah. yeah okay dimension 20 brandon lee mulligan yeah i've never dimension 20 is another one that i haven't checked out because i was certain it would make me feel bad about myself so yeah he he seems to be and he seems to be more on my level too where he's maybe a bit more comedic and fun based in a lot of his content but i think he probably does it way better than me um anyway but you know watching the critical role and stuff has made me think oh well Maybe I could just watch any of it and not feel super terrible anymore about it. I don't know. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is 
don't be don't be mean to critical role anymore so even if you're trying to like make me feel bad or better about myself because now that i've seen them for what they are they're just awesome people and i don't want to hear myself compared to them in an insulting way you know it's like that's that's mean now is it's you know i don't know it's like a shot at someone uh whose work i appreciate you know anyway uh imposter syndrome you were asking about i am an imposter that's the thing i the, okay so so imagine a world where an imposter was highly skilled right and yes. an imposter snuck his way into a business for which he was uh competent and you know he was up for the job right You'd expect an imposter in that circumstance circumstance to have to grapple with the fact that, yeah, no, I definitely snuck my way in in a cheaty way that has nothing to do with my comp, you know, my uh, resume, so to speak. But at the same time, now that I'm here being this secret imposter in this job, I can admit I'm doing an okay job. I, I respect the work I've done. I think that that's more my situation. I can't divorce myself from the fact that I got picked out of the crowd by Dan. You know, he was a white guy. I was a white guy. You know, like there's a lot of nepotism and plutocracy and stuff that goes into a, a lot of, you know, personal relationships happening and then forming into business relationships and stuff. And I'm not ever going to deny that or pretend that's not what happened because part of my worldview on celebrity and fame and opportunity is that you know your talent is a huge part of it but the talent is just a separate dimension than this random opportunity you know system that we live in that you know turns out good and bad results like lottery tickets or something you know so that's part of it it's always going to be part of it and it's separate from talent but i also feel like i do or i've gotten talent you know who knows where i was at at the beginning but at this point you know i feel like i've gotten some stuff i don't know especially now that I'm doing D&D again, like there's a big point uh, during the Harmon Quest years and stuff where we weren't doing D&D on the podcast. I wasn't playing D&D in my home time where everyone was like, oh, Spencer's the D&D guy. And I'm like, I haven't played D&D in like three years other than like 10 times in one week, you know, for the show. Like, I don't really feel like I know real D&D, but now I'm kind of like focusing it on again. And I feel like I'm getting my groove back or whatever it feels better but so that's that's what it is is that I do but also that's separate from just I'm really hard like I'm a really harsh critic I think I can couch it and be nice but my my tendency is to just shit on everything and be like um you know here's what I would do especially my own stuff you know like so I, I don't know I've talked about this before but I also think I'm just more negative or pessimistic whereas you know, it's a glass half, a glass half full sort of thing where, you know, we're saying looking at the same glass, but I'm like, look at that piece of shit, glass half full ass motherfucker piece of shit. And then you're like, oh, that's a half glass. And so it's like, we're talking about the same thing, but out of my mouth, it just sounds horrible, you know? And so if you don't see it yourself, you'll, you might think it's really a bad thing, but it's like, no, that's just how I think about the universe and is probably why I'm so unhappy, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think I see you very differently than you see yourself. You know, you're sure. very hard on yourself. And yeah. I honestly feel like you're one of the nicest people I know. You know, I, I have seen you devote more time to making fans happy than probably anybody in the industry I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. You know, I think you're an amazingly talented DM. You know, you've been personally just nice to me. I mean, you, you came and picked me up from the airport 
one day yeah well that's the thing is i like helping like i like feeling useful i feel like you know i don't know like i i want to i want to spend my time you know helping when i can and not causing problems when i can't help you know i don't know but i think a lot of that's just you know christian programming more than anything else but you know i think there's like i i I, i'm really negative on christianity now but it's not like there's no positive out aspects to it i just think they get heavily outweighed by all the negatives but you know know like I do like my sense of morality I think it can cause me to beat myself up and has like a result uh, it has a part in like my anxiety and uh self-hatred for sure but at the same time I'd rather people behave like me in the world more than they didn't because I hate the people that don't behave like me in the world it sucks <laughs> you know yeah. it sucks to encounter all these people that just don't care or don't pay attention or you know pull out of spots without looking you know um it can be yeah yeah no i i I think you have a weird strength in being able to call people out for being unfair Mm -hmm. you know or or letting other people down or things like that you know which i think is something i wish more people did you know i i i tend to just let it go when i think sometimes the awful people in the world need to hear that they're being awful yeah but yeah and that's that's you know it could be a strength and a weakness you know like uh your your greatest uh weakness is your greatest strength push too far or something like yeah i see flaws and everything like everything i do everything everyone does and they really affect me i don't just i can't just let things go which it's very mentally healthy to be able to let things go <laughs> you know it's it's bad to uh cut someone off in a parking lot and be still thinking about it a month and a half later or whatever the fuck however long it's been like that can that can take a toll on you but you know it can also prevent it can also mean that i learn from my mistakes at a fast rate than other people maybe i don't know you know so it's like it's a mixed bag for sure i'd rather be how i am than another way but at the same time like i'm always like uh i wish i could be anyone else like i wish i could have anyone else's brain because it's a a real problem and it's not like i don't know i feel like it used to think it's like oh i'm so smart that this is the side effect but now it's just like no i'm just like anxious and these anxious thoughts can manifest in creative helpful ways and they can manifest in negative ways but it really doesn't you know i could be stupid and have these same anxieties they just be stupider versions of them you know it'd still be the same fundamental shape and idea just you know a slightly different presentation i don't know but yeah, I don't know. But Critical Roles got me really just excited about trying to do a lot of D&D stuff, you know, like they I always thought like, oh, we could collect Harmon Quest and Harmon Town D&D stuff into like a book or something. And, you know, they've done that. So I, I don't know. But now that I'm just trying trying to go charge forward more D&D stuff, it's like, yeah, maybe I can actually, you know, do the Harmon Quest, uh, you know, world book or something. I don't know. Or just, you know, piecemeal, make little chapters and release them on Patreon. I don't know. You know, that's definitely something Thing I wanted to do is go back and talk about the the Harmontown D&D and ideas I have and how the things changed over time if I could remember all of my notes try and you know just watch the stuff and see like oh can I remember this or that here's an interesting thing um in Harmon Quest season two there was supposed to be you know there's this puzzle it's this classic like puzzle uh where you have a you have like a fox and uh, a duck or a chicken and then like a sack of grain and you can only carry one on the boat and you got to get them all across the boat uh, on across the river on the boat without them eating each other i had like an idea of that for one episode that just got completely thrown out for time but it was like it was like they came to this acid swamp in like uh you know the nether realm or whatever and they could only get 
across uh the boat with um this one or they can only get across the acid with this one metal boat and then there was this magical lantern that animated everyone's shadows and made the shadows like try to attack each other so it was like a weird version of that puzzle where they had to figure out which shadows wouldn't attack each other and then but it's so it's like i had there's every there's so much stuff like that all over the things and it's just who you know what do i have written down that i can remember what can i pull from my memories and stuff but you know but some of that stuff might be a fun one shot or a module you know i don't know it could be whatever why am i whatever whatever it's just this is where my mind is at lately so this is what i've been talking about well you got you got a life update um nothing has happened other yeah absolutely nothing has happened this week it is i'm so sorry <laughs> uh yeah yeah i don't it, think it's been a very quiet week here either yeah i've just been i don't know Ugh, whatever i've just been trying to keep busy but i'm being more distracted i was like really focused for a month and a half or something and now my focus is waning i gotta get Got to get back into the groove or something. Who knows? I've been going to the dentist. Did I? T- I don't think I talked about the dentist. Right now, I have an acrylic crown. Tomorrow, they're going to ideally put the real crown in. Uh, so they've been doing a bunch of stuff. I had like a really bad infected tooth, I guess, that had to be like this crazy root canal. Man, root canals are weird. Uh, dentists are weird. And I don't know. Uh, when I go to the dentist, I'm always super interested. And like, I want the dentist to like, tell me everything that's going on because it's like interesting science that I want to understand. And, uh, but depending on the dentist, they usually are trying to focus because they're working very delicately inside your mouth while you're on anesthetic. So it's like a a timer you're on. I don't know. I guess there's not much of a timer factor because it'll take less than like three hours. But anyway, you know, they got all these devices and things and they got to suction your spit out. I don't know. So I, I guess they just got a lot going on. So I was just bummed because he wasn't explaining what was going on. I just saw all these things happening and have no clue where we were in the process and stuff. But there's a point where they had these little needles that they would stab into presumably the hole they drilled in my tooth. I don't know. And then they would pull it out and then they throw it away and then they do it again with more needles. And I was like, what the fuck are those things? And I eventually wrote on my phone, like, what are those when they had a break and I, I held it up and they're like, oh, those are files. They're like these little files that I guess they scrape out the rot or something. They're using a bunch of them. And then at some point they pulled out a blowtorch, like a cram blue, but not a blowtorch, a cram blue, cram brulee torch, like one of those mini pampered chef kind of like cram brulee torches, not a full protein, propane or butane torch or whatever. And then they started heating up the, the, the little needles, which were, I guess, files, um, to, to grind away. And so, but I was like, I've never seen someone produce a cram brulee torch <laughs> dentist's office. You know, I don't know. I felt like I've got a lot of dental operations, but maybe not, but, uh, uh, I don't know if this is new or if that was just something they were trying or this is just their, you know, signature style, <laughs> but it was, it was weird. Um, I don't like it, but it was fine. It, the procedure was all fine. It was, there was not any pain, but, uh, I don't know. I, I was just really worried cause I haven't been to the dentist in a long time and I've had pretty sketchy teeth hygiene on and off throughout the years. Um, so I was expecting really bad stuff to happen. And the, the big thing was I just needed one root canal. So I guess I have some cavities, but they're not that bad. So it's like, what, you know, do we get them filled or do we just see if they get worse? I don't know. But the big thing is I need a crown on that root canal teeth. And so tooth, but then the guy said, oh, you know, you might need to get dental surgery. 
And then so I was like, oh, well, my mouth is full of garbage, so I can't say anything. Um, but then later, you know, they finished up and I was like, I'm going to need dental surgery. And then he was like, no, I said, if the crown doesn't fit, maybe we might need to get dental surgery. Uh, you should stop jumping to conclusions. And I'm like, you can't just like casually throw in dental surgery, like in the middle of a combination when there's drills and shit going on and then just like be all like, oh, why are you being so weird? It's like, I didn't fucking cash. I'm not the one that said it. Like, don't incept this into me and then gaslight me about it. But um so yeah i hope i don't gotta get jaw surgery because have you seen the swelling that happens from jaw surgery it's really embarrassing frankly and i want no part of that um uh, i look terrible enough already you know so uh but yeah i have a complicated relationship with this i'm a i have this very very rare allergy to the preservative that they use in almost every dental anesthetic wow so there are two choices that they can give me that I'm not allergic to, and they both only last about three minutes each. And the more they give you, the more likely you are to just spontaneously vomit, which is really mm -hmm. bad when you've got open sores in your mouth and they're doing things to just randomly vomit. So yeah. it's kind of a race to see if they can get things done in time before they've given me too much of the anesthetic. And then I either have to choose to leave it half finished, you know, and then come back the next day with half finished dental work or finish with no anesthetic whatsoever which is usually what i end up choosing which makes me not want to go back to the dentist because that's that's really painful yeah are you good at at, at flossing and shit no no yeah and i'm not good with pain either so mm -hmm. it, it's all very stressful for me but yeah. yeah no that's a nightmare um not being able to access you know typical anesthetic um I have, I'm not allergic, but I have a bad reaction to Vicodin. And that's usually one of the, the big ones. Like if it's not ibuprofen, usually the next step ups like Vicodin before they go with something else. And a lot of times I think sometimes Vicodin's called something else that I don't recognize. So sometimes they'll prescribe it and I won't realize that it's Vicodin until it's too late. And it's like, well, fuck. Well, now I just don't have pain. I have worthless painkillers that I can't take because they don't, if I take them, they don't uh get rid of the pain they don't you know relieve pain and they cause me to vomit so they're like vomit pills and then i feel gross and sick all the all day and then i'm in a lot of pain so um so that's happened a few times but i don't mind the dentist in general i you know there is pain at the dentist but the anesthetic i say generally works i've never had so much pain where i was like oh i don't like this anymore you know there's bad outings but sometimes when you give blood or, or not, not give blood sometimes when they draw blood i've never given blood because I don't trust the fucking vampires at the blood banks, um, but that's another story. Um, but you know, sometimes it hurts and most of the time it doesn't. So I feel like it's just kind of like that sort of situation for me. But like I said, I have had very precedented, you know, dental work. Uh, oh man. What's the, the worst thing I've had at the dentist was when I was a kid, uh, they gave they, they hopped me up on painkillers and laughing gas and stuff. And then they had to like pull a tooth. And then the guy just had a straight up pliers or whatever and then he just hit it on my tooth and then he's just like i don't know in my mind i feel like he had his legs on my dental chair like he was like bent over my mouth you know to get the full leverage from his legs but i'm sure that's not what happened but he was really bent over me and just being very forceful because my head was being jerked you know back and forth um and i remember that and i was high as balls at the time you know so i was like this is fucking crazy i'm glad this doesn't hurt because this is undeniably a very violent act that's taking place you know my head is being wrenched side to side by a man with pliers on a tooth you know 
Um, but yeah, but even that, like I said, wasn't that bad because it didn't hurt or anything. It was just very bizarre. What's what's the most bizarre sort of like dental experience that you've had? I'm sure you've had worse when you have that. I have a great one. So, you know, there, there are very few dentists who even want to work on me because they're afraid I'm going to die from my allergy sure. if they give me the wrong thing. So I don't yeah. have a lot of dentists that even want to talk to me. So the previous one that I had, I went in there to get a wisdom tooth removed and he comes in like half an hour late. I was his first appointment. I was like half an hour late and uh, he's all pissed off and like kind of like slamming my head back. And, you know, when he gave me the injection, he just like jammed it in. And so his assistant who was standing there next to him was like, hey, is everything okay? And he's like, no, uh, he had just that morning before he came to work, forgot something, had to go back home to grab, I forgot what it was, and caught his <laughs> wife with his best friend in bed. Yeah. And then decided to come to work and do dental work on me. Yeah, he's got to take it out on someone. And it was me. Yeah. So I grinned and bared it for as long as I could. And then finally just said, Hey, I, I got to go and um, got up and found another dentist that the same day that could see me to finish what he started because he was, I was bleeding. I was sore. I kept telling him the anesthetic wore off and he wasn't listening. So yeah, that was, that was my worst dental experience. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's really bad. Uh, like, but I don't know. It just sucks that the dentist talked to you and you can't fucking talk. And it's like, at the very least, you should, you know, the way you talk to me should at least hint at the idea that you've considered the idea, you know, that you've considered that communication is a problem that needs to be solved. I don't want you to have the perfect solution necessarily, but like at least indicate that you've given any thought at all, like to that concept, like, or it, like if it's just going to be, oh, he'll just be silent the whole time. I don't think that's a functional solution. I think there's times where you need to talk to your you know, a medical practitioner or whatever during circumstances. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I that's entitled. Like, yeah. I feel like some dentists deliberately ask you questions that are way too complicated to answer with something shoved in your mouth. Yeah. I mean, even when they ask yes or no questions, I feel like I give a relatively affirmative sounding like Rah! or something. And it's like, and then they're like, what? It's like, you asked the question. Why do you not have like, if you're not going to take your hands out of my mouth, at least don't insult me by going like, oh, I don't understand anything this weird guy is saying. Like, he's talking like someone has his hands in his mouth. Like, I don't know. It's just so weird. I don't know. Uh, okay, so we have some food and, and drinks, but first we got to we gotta talk. What was the show before, before this? Uh, so it was the Abed Kazoo show. Okay, uh -oh. so how did that work? What went down? So Callie was able to do her show. And so she normally in that situation lets Abed just have free reign of, of whatever she, he wants to do for an hour. A quick point of fact, unable, not true. Unwilling, sure. Okay. Either way. When, when, I have inside information to these kind of situations. I don't know if you're okay. aware. I, I, I do not. I just knew that she, she was not doing the show this week. Yeah, and yeah. Let that's Abed what. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always love when Abed takes over something because it's, it's chaos, but it's a different kind of chaos every time. You know, I, yeah. I never know what to expect from Abed. That's the thing. You know, we had him on our podcast and, um, 
it was a different kind of train wreck than I expected. I was like, I was ready for, uh, I would even say a variety of, of train wreck styles, but the, the kind that he delivered on that day was very unique. And I was not ready for that, but I think I kind of, I eventually kind of judoed it into something. Anyway, and that was continue. both our worst and best show. I think so far at the same time. I'm glad it happened because the thing is like, I don't know. It's like right now, it's not like I don't get insecure during the show, but it's like, once we're doing it, it's like, well, it's not like I can just do a better job. Like it's, it's just going to be as good as bad or bad as it is until it's over. And then it's not my problem anymore. You know, uh, it'll just go, go up online and people will not comment on the Reddit post, you know, <laughs> exactly. Uh, what were you saying though? So, so what, how, what was going down this week on, on Abed Kazoo? So this week, uh, I, I don't even know how to explain what happened. So uh, he had two guests planned, right? What, who were the right. guests? Uh, see, I don't know who, who the second one was. Um, okay. Uh, because he didn't come. So sure. uh, one of the guests was, was a little bit late. Uh, so Aaron Pierce fills in and came probably 10, 15 minutes into the show. And the second guest sent a text five minutes before the show that he was going to be 15 minutes more before mm -hmm. he arrived. So he only had one guest and they ate chips and made a game of it. Is, is pretty oh, much is the, that, the that's long. really interesting. They did a show on Trump home video where they ate, ate chips and like, you know, had fun with that. Yes. Yes. But it was more uh, game show ish. In that, no, you know, certainly was, they didn't do a better job of ours and put more effort into it than what we do. That would be insane. I, I'm feeling that right now. Yes. Do we have access to the spin wheel? That had? We, I, I will get us one before the next <laughs> no, show. No, that's fine. I just wanted to see if we could hijack his shit, but no, it's fine. Okay. So I guess that's what Abed was doing. I don't know. We got to have Abed back at some point, just not on a show day where he is uh, hosting. That was the problem. I think is just, he was trying to host the show and I was like, why is this guy trying to host this show? And so I just didn't really know how to handle that, which is on me. I don't blame him for that. I mean, I do, but it's, I understand how it happened. You know, it's not like he was trying to do that. Yeah, I, I, Abed is one of my favorite people because I feel like the more I get to know him, the less I know. You know, it, yeah. it's just like, you know, you walk into an empty dark room and you don't know how big the room is. And the more lights you turn on, the more you realize the room is enormous. And so you turn mm -hmm. a few more lights on and then it just becomes like this giant cavernous space. I don't know where it stops with Abed. Yeah, it's like um, in statistics class, uh, sometimes they'd show you like a, a plot of data points just on an access or something. And then they'd say like, oh, what kind of trend is this or whatever? And it's like, oh, positive correlation, negative correlation, you know, uh, whatever. And But then sometimes it's just like no correlation. It's like, no, these are just random data points. They don't point at any trend. They're just, it's, it's all, they're all real data points, but they don't mean anything. And that's, that's anytime I learn something new about Abed, it's like, this doesn't fit anywhere in the grid of what Abed is. It's just another point. It doesn't help me at all. <laughs> like it's, it's just, just, uh, he's, he's just a, a swirling list of bullet points that, uh, don't, uh, that I certainly can't, uh, cohere in any meaningful way, but I'm, you know, I don't know. Maybe this is mean. I don't mean it as a mean way. It's just, but like you said, it's just really an interesting thing. I don't think you usually, people don't get harder to pin down. That's, that's what we were talking about. He's hard to pin down. You know, that was the big thing when he was on anyway. Um, well, how would, if he had to drink a Fanta, how would he do it in some sort of funny, crazy way? 
Yeah, I, I, I picture it's sort of like uh, Kramer from Seinfeld, you know, would be would okay. be his his vibe. Mm-hmm. Who do you think can do a better Abed, me or you? Oh, you for sure. Okay, so uh, which which Fanta do you want to try? Um, so I, let's start with this one here. We have Tropical Fanta from where was it from? Uh, I didn't get Tropical Fanta. Oh, you didn't get that one? See, that's what I think Abed would do in the circumstance. Oh. <laughs> no, no. So this is a bad idea. Let's just try the Tropical Fanta. We got two green Fantas. Well, one of them's in a green bottle. It might not be green. It might be like clear, but it's in a green bottle, so it looks green. The other one's in a clear bottle, and it's definitely green. Right. But this one's tropical. Did you say this was from Macedonia? Yeah, this is from Macedonia. This is Tropical guys- Fanta. You can see the the chat, right? The the Shrub Home video chat. I can only see the very cool um, Discord chat from my Patreon Discord, where everyone's being really cool and awesome. So, yes. Uh, so, but just I just want the chat. It, it, tell us what what is Macedonia to you? You know, I could look up Macedonia, but how, when you, when you think of Macedonia, what do you think of? Does it even still exist? It seems like, isn't it? It feels like a fallen kingdom or like a fallen empire of some sort, right? I, I feel like I don't really hear anything about Macedonia. Like, yeah, it, it just does not register on my radar in any way whatsoever. Yeah, I guess when I think of a Macedonian person, I'm thinking kind of like uh, like a Middle East kind of type of person. But I don't know. Is I don't know if it was like a South American person, I would be just as I would be like, yeah, okay. I have no idea. Okay, this is the segment where we just uh, like brag about the fact that we don't know anything about the world. This is a classic American bit. Um, anyway, so Macedonian Fanta, Fanta, tropical Fanta. Um, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it. It's got an orange cap. So while, while Spencer's the, trying this, these again come to us from the great people at the Exotic Soda Company, ExoticSodaCo.com. Uh, you can use promo code that happens for fifteen percent off. They're not paying us for anything. Where they just gave us a ton of stuff that we yeah. They gave for. us all the soda for free. It's delicious soda. It's not soda that you'd ever think of to order yourself. So you know, if you, if I'd say just try and grab a bunch of stuff and have have a fun time. You know, sipping down. I've had that's what me and Kevin have been doing, and you know, it's a podcast apparently to do that. <laughs> um but yeah so i i did drink some it is very tropical i would say it has kind of like a guava pineapple maybe mango kind of flavor but definitely all those fr- flavors that we code as tropical flavors right not berry or anything yeah yeah it's like a tropical squirt kind of is, is the way i would describe it yeah it to me tastes a lot like didn't we have mango soda like a mango fanta recently to yeah. me it tastes a lot like that mango fanta maybe guava I think I can get some guava, but yeah, yeah. Just a lot of these tropical kind of fruit flavory kind of, this is actually really good. Um, yeah, I think I might take this over like a trop, uh, like a, a pineapple flavored Fanta or Sunkist or whatever, a crush. Like, you know, there's a bunch of fruity soda slots at your Seven Eleven, And if this was one of them, I think I would go for it for sure. It's a, uh, what color is this? I kind of want to pour this on something white. Hold on. I'm going to do it. This is science. We're doing live science. You know what? Oh, so it's just clear. Yeah. Maybe it's a bit yellow, but I think it's clear. When I was a kid, I wanted to be science, a scientist because when I was a kid, I thought that Bill Nye was a scientist. 
I thought that Bill Nye was a prototypical scientist. You know, one day he's working on skeletons and learning about skeletons. The next day he's doing chemical engineering. And the next day he's like an astronomer. I thought you just did science. Like, and then I learned that like, no, you have to, there's basically not a scientist. There's like a researcher. There's like an engineer, but there's not even like, you know, there's like a developer or something, but there's not like a scientist you know like all of these people are scientists but like you there's not just this you don't there's not this final final scientist boss you know at the end of the the chain of science and so when i found that app and was like i'm gonna have to be a fucking liquid chemical engineer or something uh i was like no i'm not gonna specialize that much i want to learn about biology and you know uh metal and stuff and so i was like okay i guess i'm not gonna do science um but that's the kind of science that i want to be and that's the kind of scientist i can be with this napkin and looking at the actual flavor of this fanta you know so it turns out it's not green at all it's just white it's 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 kind of like it like you said it's like word yeah it's a fucking good dude um and you know what i'll say the carbonation i like that it's that it's light it's a light carbonation with this fruitiness is like this it's this very nice kind of cordially kind of fruit juice flavor more than anything else which is nice it doesn't have like much of a bite to it or anything I yeah know. yeah i mean i it's it's unusual to us again i think we mentioned this before that you know we're used to things being a little bit more carbonated but it's a nice change i think mm-hmm yeah oh it just occurs to me that um oh you know what i've been trying to make birria and so if anyone has any tips on making birria which is like a you know like a mexican or south american dish uh let me know i'll take tips i'm trying to refine my recipe but but before we get to our next drink we gotta take a quick break oh hello i'm the normal guy I used to be a really fucked up and specific guy, but then I went to John Normal Guy's Normal Guyification, and they turned me into a normal guy. Do I look like someone who likes Asian fetish porn? Not anymore, thanks to the Normal Guyification process. Now I like blonde twins. Because I'm just a normal guy. You want to try me on some other dimensions? Sure, that's fine. Sports. I pay attention to them now. Our team. Oh, boy. And that's the John Normal Guy guarantee. Use the promo code GOBLINFLAKES for $10 off your first month. That's right. It's a subscription. And if you ever unsubscribe, we'll take your brain. That's the John Normal Guy guarantee. And we're back. As always, uh, thank you to Starburns for the good sponsors. Uh, thank you to John Normal Guy, uh, who's just a fucking giant in the field of normalization. Um, but yeah, let's let's get back. So this is what did you say this was? Is this a tie Fanta? Um, it's it says tie in the front, but then it also says made in Vietnam. But the description that I have from it is that this is a uh, tropical cream soda yeah so and then if we look at the the logo it pictures kind of like an orange slice looking fruit bananas and a pineapple so that's interesting uh do you want to actually try this one first yeah. and, and walk us through it so it's this, this really like, nice green flavor like midori yeah. or something right and the apple green looking lovely color i, I a really attractive color it's 
you know, I really love a green. I love a lot of green colors. This is green ass green. Okay. It doesn't taste green. <laughs> right. I don't know how to explain. It tastes like cream it probably tastes soda orange, right? Oh, okay. With a little bit of fruit aftertaste to it. It's not at all yes. what I was expecting. Yeah. You know what it tastes like? Did you ever have those dumb, dumb, uh, lollipops that? Yes. Yeah, they were like the really cheap ones. They had this one that I think was called cream soda flavored. And you'd see like it was like different fruits that I think were mostly inked in green. It was like a green designed wrapper. And it was, I think, called cream soda. But it like you'd see a banana and cherries. They'd just be a green banana and green cherries to go with the label. And this tastes almost exactly just like liquefied that stuff. It's very, very specific to me, like a sense memory. Yeah, no, it, it tastes very candy like. Yeah, uh, it tastes like it, there's these strong banana notes that are very much runts bananas, which is like, yeah, even among fake banana flavors, like runts bananas is such a specific note and it's like all over it. That's uncanny. Yes, this, this tastes yeah. is if you like runts bananas, you will love this soda. And I did not, but it's not only bananas. So it's like, it's got a bit more variety, man. Okay. So we had a student store in student store in middle school that had, um, a runs quarter machine and a oh whole boy, I would get a lot of fucking runs from that machine, man, because runs were so fucking good. Dude. Do you remember runs? I feel like runs were like best bought in the quarter machine as opposed to like you know a skittles packets of runts like that's bullshit you don't i don't think i'd buy one of i guess i would especially the chewy runts i guess i would buy those but like you you get like twice as much or like three times as much even if you use the quarter machine for like you know your runts i don't know man fucking runts those those strawberries they look like hearts why were they strawberries they were hearts i mean i a strawberry looks like a heart but you, you know what i mean you know what i mean kevin come on they were very abstract fruits yeah why are you being so hard on me <laughs> Um, but yeah, I want to keep, I want to keep drinking the, so yeah, I wanted to drink the sodas before we went on to the, to the cookies because there's cookies. Oh, my cat wants to get out. Do you want to fill for me while I let my cat out? So she doesn't, sure, I'll, I'll introduce floor. the next one. All right. So cool. we've, we've got a couple cookies here. I'm going to show these up for the people that are watching. These are Korean Oreos. Uh, so we have two flavors, one of which is just called pink. And the other <laughs> one is, uh, salted caramel. Do you say caramel or caramel? I say caramel. Oh God. Okay. Bubble throw. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I guess, you know, Korea has some Oreo flavors. We don't, I'm really intrigued by the pink one. Cause again, if you're, if you're looking at this, the Oreo cookie itself is pink, but the inside is just this like ectoplasm slime green looking thing. Yeah. It's green and it's not pink green flavored. It's pink. So presumably this green is pink flavored as well, but yeah, like I was saying, I don't know. If you eat cookies and then drink soda, the soda doesn't taste as sweet. But if you do it in the opposite order, it doesn't fuck it up as bad. I mean, either way, it's bad because sugar kind of fucks with sugar. But anyway, okay, let's try the pink one the pink first. One. Yeah. What What do you What's your prediction for what it tastes like? Um, like a fucking. I think it's gonna be like like a vanilla kind of like a rosy vanilla or something maybe cherry or something like a vanilla cherry but i think it's like gonna just be like more of like a floral vanilla is my immediate guess what about you I i'm thinking strawberry but yeah i could be wrong here strawberry is probably the safe like that's uh, yeah strawberry seems like the kind of flavor that they would put into something like this i'm smelling I mean, the it, color of pink it, certainly it just smells like a normal oreo 
It smells like a golden Oreo or something. It smells kind of like a like a brown sugar cookie or like a vanilla cookie more than like a chocolatey cookie. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm getting a little bit of sweetness. I don't know. Mm. Okay. So Spencer's trying it. Uh, he looks slightly angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, maybe enjoying it, but it's it's confusing to him. Mm-hmm. It's very very confusing to him. It tastes like they were supposed to put a flavor in. And then they did it like it's got the sugar and the flour, but it's not like a baked flour like, you know, cookies. Well, I guess chocolate chip cookies, they have kind of like a caramelization kind of molasses taste that they get from the brown sugar, which has molasses in it, you know, which is why they taste different than um, white cookies or, you know, sugar cookies. And so it has that kind of just a blank sugar cookie taste without any like it's just sugar and then flour. I don't even think there's like a really vanilla note, right? Maybe. I don't I don't get that. Um, yeah, no, it tastes kind of like a store-bought cookie. You know the cheap kind of ones with the frosting, but you can eat the part like the edge without the frosting. It tastes kind of like that where it's pretty bland because it's meant to be paired with like this frosting. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting from it. I don't want to eat okay. more of these. So I just I looked it up. This is supposed to be uh it's called Oreo Sakura Matcha. Yeah. So, so oh yeah, I should have said that cuz I uh, since it was green, I was like this seems matcha-y. But but so Sakura is kind of what I meant by like the flower kind of floral kind of note, but I'm not even getting that. And I'm definitely not getting any macho notes at all. Right? No, no. It, it, it's incredibly mild if it's there. Have you ever had matcha or green tea stuff? Yeah. Well, there's a, a Pocky flavor that's almost exactly the same as this was supposed to be. It's pink yeah. on the outside and it's green on the inside, but it's, it's strong. It's, it tastes like green tea. I mean, I, I may be getting some tea after notes, but they're very, yeah. very faint. I'm not. That's the thing. Like, I've only had like matcha once and I've had uh, green tea a scarce few times, but I'm definitely not getting anything. I mean, maybe it's all like aromatics and I'm just not getting that in my nasal cavities or whatever. But then we got So are these both the same place? Are these Japanese? They're both Korean. Oh, Korean. Excuse me. So, oh, yeah, and people Korean in the chat were casting. I'm going to hold up the camera. So, looking at it, it's not in oh, reality as ectoplasm green as the packaging makes it look. Yeah. It's kind of like it looks like a peep or something. Yeah. But, um, so we got the salted caramel. Let's, right. you know, I feel I'm not like expecting we're anything crazy this from this one. I hope this is just down the line, you know, base, base hit on base to me. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, I'm going okay. for it. Spencer's trying one. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks happier this time. I this doesn't seem to be confusing him as much as as last no, time. No, this is good. This is exactly what we want it to be. Um, and I I'll chew. say too the the cookies themselves look like a regular Oreo cookie, you know. Other than that, they've got some. Let's see, what does the inside look like? Oh, it just broke. Yeah, the like inside brown, looks right? pretty much like a slightly brownish like Oreo. a coffee colored or yeah yeah or i mean you, you might get a chocolate ch- uh cream filling that looks like this but so to me at least the oreo cookies were like the regular black oreo cookies where they're very non-sweet you know it's more of a bitter kind of burnt kind of chocolatey taste that's very mild and then so that's the canvas on which that the cream filling works and then the cream filling is like relatively caramely right or caramely yeah. um 
which is a nice combination it kind of it might even have some coffee notes because just that burn on that oreo mixing with the kind of caramel kind of hits your tongue kind of like a a cafe like you know a coffee kind of dessert flavor almost i don't know if that's intentional or just a you know a side effect of the merged flavors but yeah no i mean this tastes like something you definitely could like dip into coffee and it would be better Mm-hmm. And this is good, I think. I, I like this the way it is, but I think I could dip this in some coffee and really enjoy it. Yeah, I think this is like, I hate coffee. I hate coffee and desserts. I hate bitter in general as a flavor. Most of the time, like I'm, I have less tolerance for bitter than maybe any other flavor. Um, and this to me is like, it's it's something that tastes to me like coffee that I would still enjoy and not be like, ugh, coffee flavor, you know? Like, but again, I don't think that's intentional. But yeah, I really like it. It's, uh, again, when we talk about these Asian palettes and stuff, like, the idea of these subtle blends and it's not like spiking up the dial to the absolute max it's like it's interesting to have this kind of bitter cookie and a pretty strong kind of uh, burnt kind of caramel on it i don't know i'm feeling like i'm sounding negative on it but it's yeah it's really good i mean this is this is i, I you know we said this before too this is less sweet than i think would be popular here but mm-hmm. it's good I, I i wish you could buy something like this locally because i would i would eat this you know yeah. just as is I guess I would say that I didn't do you, did you get any salt because it's salted caramel right yeah. caramel but I didn't get any salt I don't think I, I kind of felt an aftertaste of salt yeah but it wasn't oh, really not present yeah. no I can kind of like the shit that's still in my mouth it, that's, it does it, have that's exactly what I feel salt. Like. yeah it feels salty yeah so anyway, like I was saying, I wanted to talk about birria really quick. I've been making birria. Birria is a big fashion trend, not fashion, like food trend that's all over the place now. Um, and, you know, you get taco trucks that serve birria tacos and stuff. I don't know. I've wanted to make it because it's just really good. A lot of times you get it from a place that's not that good. But, you know, when you try it, it's like, I can see this working even if it's not good. There's a place that I go. It's in fucking Downey. It's... um uh called teddy's red tacos which is just kind of like a specialty birria taco place the thing that i learned in my studies is that birria is technically the name for the soup or the broth and then the the meat the stewed meat is called barbacoa which is like what you get at chipotle and stuff but i think people kind of tend to refer to birria when they talk about the meat portion when they're talking about these kind of dipped tacos so i'm not 100 percent about exactly how that works because the other thing is the broth is also just called consomme so i don't know why the broth would be called birria if it's called consomme so whatever i think like i I could be wrong but i thought birria traditionally was goat meat is that yeah okay is that what you're getting there I'm uh, so most birria you get is or most birria I experience is beef birria, but traditionally it is goat or I think even lamb, which I don't fucking know. Schraub told me because you know Schraub's like a militant vegan or whatever. Um, he 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 said that lamb is baby goat, which I guess I you know makes sense, but like you know you don't I don't think I, when I hear lamb I don't think of veal, you know. So I don't know. I just assumed it was like adult goat meat, and it's not. It's baby goat meat. It's lamb. I don't know. So so I was like, oh, that's that's kind of a bummer because it's not like i would object to eating veal or something but i would generally stay away from veal just because it's like ugh, i don't need i don't need that extra kick of flavor or whatever the fuck that bad like how different is veal from it's not like it's the same but come on what are we doing you know so that's where my line is drawn apparently um but yeah uh so 
I've been doing a beef. I do want to try to make it with lamb because I ended up going to a place and getting meat and they also had like lamb shoulder and stuff, which is how you make it. So I wanted to try doing that, but I, I think I want to lock in the, the beef recipe first. I'm very close. I, I'm doing a good job, but uh, the first, the, I, so I've tried it twice. The first time I tried to make it, I, uh, I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't look up the science. Serious Eats is like a website by Kenji Lopez Alt um, that like it talks about the science aspect of, of cooking. And a lot of times, every time he does like an article, he's made the dish multiple times, trying different things to improve this and that. And so he's tested what's working and what doesn't. And again, also just the science, knowing it, I found it so powerful to learn about the science of food. Um, but so like one of the things we uh, it talks about is like so you want the beef to break down and dissolve you know pull apart fall apart kind of texture but you also um but when you get that texture you don't develop the meaty kind of protein uh burny kind of crust flavor which gives the broth extra flavor so you are doing two contrast two opposite things you're trying to brown beef to add this flavor to the broth but then also you're trying to break down beef to make it a good texture in the broth but the same meat can't do both of those tasks so it's like what you should do is get a meat with bones that you sear and brown so it flavors the broth but then you get uh, the chuck roast, which has a loose breakable texture, and you don't sear that. And you just put it in so it slowly cooks and falls apart because if you try and brown it first, it won't fall apart. And that's what happened the first time is it just didn't fall apart. The texture of the meat was all wrong. It was good meat. It just wasn't textured like you'd expect in like a beef stew sort of preparation. You know, it was like chunks of steak or something, basically, which is not what I wanted. So the second time I did right. I don't know what I did, but it tasted way better the second time too. I did a couple like adjustments of the 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 recipe. I added like balsamic vinegar and some cooking wine and stuff, but it really kicked it up like way more than it should have for the minor adjustments I made. So maybe it was just using the right meat in the right way, because that's what I did. Um, but the recipe I've been using wants you to immersion blend the whole thing, which kind of just turns it into like chili, where it's like you have these these ground up chilies and ground up onions, and they just kind of make it into a paste, more of a sauce um, or more of a broth. And so instead of having this thin, clear consomme, which is what you associate with beer, you have this mole like thick kind of pasty chili sauce, which is really good, but it congeals like chili and it's this gross kind of muddy texture as opposed to like this really nice fatty kind of beef broth um so that's kind of the next step is i want to actually do the broth right and not kind of immersion blend it that's like a hack because it adds a lot of flavor to the broth by just using the actual constituent vegetables but yeah the texture gets fucked so but yeah i think i'm going to use more lime next time i didn't use lime last time but then later i went to ready uh, ted's ready to teddy's red tacos to kind of do market research basically and see if i could identify any flavors that weren't in my recipe and lime seemed like the strongest flavor it had a really strong acid notes that might Mine didn't have mine had good acid but it wasn't the same level um anyway it's fun i love cooking i love food i've been doing food reviews on my patreon maybe i'll try and like do more blog style recipes of me exploring stuff like this because th i've talked about it before but this is how i like to cook you know i like um i like to just try like two to five times at, an, at a recipe until I like, I really understand how it clicks. I understand the science, what to focus on, what matters, what doesn't matter. What's the most efficient way to do prep. I love mise en place, you know, where you cut everything up and have everything in little things. 
Um, so I, I've been doing that more lately. I have these plastic tubs from my Indian food place that I've been keeping for Tupperware containers, but also they're perfect for me some plastic because I can put all the dry spices in just this little thing and it's not like a whole bowl that I have to wash later or something. You know, you just rinse it out really quick. Anyway, um, so it's been a lot of fun. I just, I fucking love cooking, man. Sometimes I think like maybe I should try and like move into food in some level like you know a lot of people are just like hey fuck it i'm buying a food truck or something i think that's too much work but sometimes i think about man it would be cool to like do food because i just i definitely have a passion for food you know probably stronger than my passion for dnd those are probably my two strongest passions especially at this point you know if you had a food truck what, what would you sell on it uh i think it would have to be a hot chicken truck really like yeah i think i, I if i was doing it i think i'd want to it's you know hot chicken's already on the wane and stuff but I don't know there's just and i don't know how to do fried chicken but i think i'd want to do a really good version of it because especially with the hot chicken craze there's just a lot of really bad interpretations of it and it's like i know it could be done better than this it's like maybe that's not profitable whatever but it's like anytime i get hot chicken from like any new place i'm always like come on whereas 2022 this is your you're only on this level like we're so far beyond this stage of hot chicken come on guys what know. would be your hook? Uh, what would be my hook? I don't think there would be a hook. Um, maybe maybe sourdough bread. Oh, it's on sourdough bread. I don't know, oh. but I don't think I'd have a strong hook. A lot of these places are pretty pretty basic. Um, maybe I'd do a lote. Uh, a lote is like a fun kind of angle for uh, hot chicken places. There's a place called Chicken and Chips that their kind of thing is they do Cheetos crusted stuff if you ask for it, which is very bad. A Cheetos crust probably could be done successfully, but it's not designed to be cooked. So you pretty much just burn the crumbs really quick and it doesn't add a lot of spice or salt. And it's like, it's just not a very suitable uh, coating, but you know, they also do kind of like a Cheeto topped elote and that's pretty good just cause elote is fucking good. Dude, corn is just solid sugar. And then you put that in basically solid butter, you know? And it's like, oh my God, this tastes good. Who would have thought, you know, but it's, it's so good. Oh, there's a place called hot Chico's in uh, Los Feliz and they do this thing called cheese corn i don't know what kind of cheese they use but it's almost like cream corn that has like cotija cheese in it or something mixed up so it's like this cheesy cream corn that also has like sliced mushrooms in it and it's just so fucking good and they give you a bunch too it's like a huge serving um man i gotta go get that one of these days i only had that twice in my life and i think about it all the time <laughs> like it's something i think about it, that dish that corn corn's fucking good dude you get any skeet or elote at, at where you live any good stuff not really i mean that's that's Esquite. sort of my highlight to coming to la is that i'll go somewhere and and, and get some good street corn from somewhere you know because yeah. you just don't get that here i mean there's there are places that sell it but it's it's not the same it, it, there's no passion yeah. behind it you know that's the thing there's just a lot of places even in la it's like this there's just a lot of places without passion like like that's the thing is like you eat the birria and it's like this is so good but i don't like i don't feel the it doesn't feel nailed to me and that's that's another thing that it's like i feel like it would be easy to kind of nail your own elote you know you can even just do it on a burner if you have like a normal burner i don't know i mean it wouldn't be as good but it's something doable like you could probably easily do it at home um but you know we don't but maybe we should maybe we should be making our own beer what if it's like a lote birria you know like 
it's kind of i just saw a brisket elote today on instagram it's this they do a whole elote and then they chop they top it with like awesome fucking brisket you could do something like that i bet like an oxtail oxtail birria over elote there we go that's the truck fucking elote bowls it's like it's like rice bowls but elote I don't that know. would be amazing yeah can't believe someone has not done that already yeah at kfc you know they used to have those famous bowls or they still do i guess with mashed potatoes my friend blew my mind one day when he was like you know you can ask them to put macaroni and cheese instead and um i did that but the thing is if they do that you have to then tell them to go back and put gravy because they won't think to put gravy because it's mashed potatoes or it's not mashed potatoes anymore but the gravy is a crucial component in making this this concept work but then they later introduced that as the menu option they're like hey we got macaroni and cheese famous bowls now and i was like i know that was that was my friend's idea but uh man corn man corn and gravy oh boy i'm getting hungry man no we need, anyway. we need to eat on this show yeah maybe we should get food delivered and just eat during the what if the show was more about food than it already was but the thing is i just love talking about food i mean i hope that's clear like it's like clearly i have a problem um but it's 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 a lot of fun to talk about food it just captures my imagination i wanted to do a food podcast i'm pretty sure i pitched jeff a food podcast before but i don't think he wanted to do it or maybe i didn't pitch it but i had the thought and didn't pitch it because jeff's a vegetarian so maybe i was like yeah i don't want but could be a good idea dinner with jeff you know i don't know that seems like more his style anyway some sort of elaborate dinner party you know speaking of jeff, jeff your patreon has now passed jeff's bias by 31 people yes which brings us to our next point it's time to invade jeff davis's discord now that he's gone we can plan on air finally uh i don't know how if anyone listening to this is a mod who can give who can give me insane mod privileges on the discord to just absolutely ruin everything please uh contact me um oh you know what i just thought but yeah thanks so much um i am giving a reward to the patrons that got me to beat jeff um where i'm giving out spite dice it's probably too late uh for you to get spite dice um if you sign up now so sorry uh it's and if you did already sign up it'll probably take forever for the spite dice to get to you because i don't know you know i'm probably gonna have to send them out in waves or something i shouldn't have done this this is a bad idea it was a bad idea when i pitched it and i knew as i was pitching it it was a bad idea and i was like i shouldn't pitch this this is gonna ruin me and then it you know it's not ruined me but it is causing the problems i expected to and this is the kind of hole i tend not to fall in i usually watch other people fall into this hole and be like i'm smarter than those people but here i am on what is hopefully the last you know hole i'll dig for myself in the patreon uh, sphere but uh oh i know what i wanted to do we have an email address i don't know if you know this and i i have to move the camera so i can look at the email address um how am i gonna do this um but people have emailed us questions on and off and most of them well i'm not going to tell you what most of them are like <laughs> because i'm actually trying to be nice now and uh alluding to an insult that you then don't go on to make is actually being very nice so it looks like i changed my password and i can't remember it so 
You want to fill? I think I could pull it up on my my phone. I want to try and answer some emails or talk about some email shit that people have emailed us. Sure. So, yeah, I, I don't know. The, 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 I've always wanted to do kind of like a, a you know, we, we talked before about doing that call-in segment on the show here that we need to revisit and figure out some way of making Yes, yes, we got to do the call-in segment. Maybe, I, I, we can't do it next week, can we? Maybe we can. I will work on that this week to see if we can make this work. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so yeah. like our, our plan before was we were going to have a call-in thing where people could call in, ask some questions, bother me and Spencer, you know, maybe Jeff calls in at some point if we're lucky, you know, something yeah. like that. So everybody at home, start thinking about questions that you would like to ask us and then join us live. So if you're listening to this in the podcast form, you can actually watch us do this live, unedited, uncensored. You know, sometimes Spencer gets naked during the shows and we cut that out for the podcast. Yeah. But if you want to watch it live, you know, every Sunday night, um, at 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern, go to shrobhomevideo.com and you can be watching this show live as it happens. And then we'll take some questions from everybody and, you know. Yeah, I give good, bad advice, you know, so if you need bad advice, um, but yeah, it would be nice to kind of, I don't know, you know, on some level, it's maybe not the best move to just try and ape every aspect of Harmontown. But at the same time, it's time to talk sports corner. No, um, but at the same time, like it would be cool to be able to kind of talk to the audience in a loosely kind of Harmontown y way, you know, or at least try it as an experiment. Um, I liked talking to audience members in the beginning. It just got kind of crazy towards the end. Anyway, well, yeah, I I, the, the vibe what? changed from you know, random people coming up to talk to people literally coming to the show in hopes of getting up on stage and not leaving. Yeah. And that's, I think, where it, it kind of turned. That's definitely where it turned. Uh, I agree 100%. But now I'm going to read this email. Um, this is interesting. This email is from Liz M. And it's critical. It's a, it's a critique, but that's fine because it doesn't at first look, look like it's a critique of me, but I might end up skimming this. Um, and so it says, it starts with Dear Jeff and Kevin. It's from Liz. It starts, it starts with Dear Jeff and Kevin, which is very interesting because I'm the only person who's ever talked about this email account. And I'm pretty sure I made it relatively clear that, uh, you know, I'm the one that checks it. I'm probably the only person that has access to it. But I think that was clarified. But also, I'm one of the main person who sees a lot of stuff related to Harmontown. I mean, I'm sure Kevin is going to check the Reddit now and again. He's obviously on Trop Home Video, but I'm like a hawk. I do nothing but like be a weird creep looking at all the all the ways people might be talking about that happens and stuff. So Dear Jeff and Kevin is a, way, a weird way to start, in my opinion, for that reason, um, because it's like I was like, hey, send me an email and I'll talk about other. You know, I don't know. I probably this is probably my just interpretation. Whatever. Anyway, what was that Mega Man behind you? What's on your guy? What's is. on your, your yeah? Um, yeah, uh, that, it's, it's constantly cool. changing, so it's gone now. Um, it's right, this little yeah. thing that just downloads random animated things, and it will never show that one ever again, probably. But yeah, that was Mega Man. Well, that's sad because I love Mega Man. I was actually working on some Mega Man related D and D content today. It'll probably not air for or be released for like a month or multiple months, but it's been fun to work on it. Uh, it's really fun to write D and D stuff. Anyway. Dear Jeff and Kevin, I've been watching older episodes of That Happens podcast and wanted to respond to Jeff's comment that he hopes the audience is half men and half women. Why would you think that, given some of the comments uh, made, which are at best problematic? 
The comment about here's to daddy issues is one I found particularly gross. Here's to women who are treated badly by the men in their lives as it helps me get laid. Honestly, how would you feel if you if someone said that about your niece? Um, let's see, Jeff, you're smart enough to not do this, etc. I think you can do better and be part of the solution, not the problem. Um, I have little confidence that it's going to be taken seriously, given that a previous woman who emailed the podcast was dismissed as a harpy. Again, that's kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of like the email is about Jeff, and then she quotes me uh, being misogynistic as evidence that it won't be taken seriously. But, you know, it's a fair critique. If you witness that happening, I could see this conclusion. Anyway, bits of the podcast are brilliant, but overall could be so much more friendly to the female half of the population. Sexual objectification of minimum is so tedious and outdated. I'm more than happy to discuss and expand on this email if you wanted. Heck, come to London, talk in person, and let me show you round. Round, not around. Um, that's British talk, I suppose. Uh, there are so many awesome things in the city. Happy Christmas. Oh, this was sent in December. Um, I hope the best comes to 2022 and the worst gets left at the door where it belongs. It's all the best, Liz. Thank you, Liz, for the email. Um, I agree completely. Um, I am not a good ally. And uh, one of the ways I'm not a good ally is that when people say things that I find weird and upsetting about women, I tend to not say anything. And that's not okay. Um, it makes me a bad ally. It is upholding sexism and misogyny. It's not a way I'd like to be. <laughs> it's uh, a weird thing for me. I don't really have a good solution or I'm not comfortable with the solution. The solution is obvious. <laughs> Call out the behavior, say it's wrong. You could do that in all manner of ways that's acceptable. Um, but you know, I don't, it's a, it's a problem. I will say that in my life, I have witnessed a lot less gross male behavior regarding women than I think is typically or typical. I would guess that this just has to do with, um, me, um, not being very social. I don't go to bars. I don't, you know, engage in very many social groups. I actually, you know, in the past, I don't have a lot of friends, but usually I have a pretty high proportion of, of women friends that I talk to and stuff. And that's not, I'm not trying to say I, this makes me better or anything, but it's just like, you hear a lot about women saying just horrible things. And occasionally I do see that happen, but like a lot of it is surprising because I don't, I don't witness it, but you know, it does bother me. Uh, I probably shouldn't just be shit talking Jeff behind his back like this, but a lot of his attitudes on women do bother me and it's not okay for me to not say anything. Um, so I agree hundred percent with the email. I know it's more of a critique of Jeff than mine. I'm not trying to shit on him behind my back. <laughs> I probably should have vetted the email a bit more, but at the same time, it's like, I don't disagree. I think it should be fine to bring up critiques. I don't know if the person wanted me to read them on the podcast necessarily, even though that is kind of what I said the email was for, but, but I don't think I said that was the only thing it was for. So I'm sorry if you uh, wanted, if you got publicity from this that you don't want, again, I hundred percent agree. Um, I, I, all I guess, guess I could say is, um, I'm sorry. I know that's not a good way to act and I will try, uh, to be better in the future. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, it, it is. Cause like, I don't know. I follow a feminist called, I think her name is feminist next door on Twitter. And, uh, I, I feel called out by a lot of what she says because it uh, probably does apply to me. And it's for stuff like this, because she always talks about like, you know, when men don't, you know, speak up and, and police other men for this behavior. It's like, that's kind of the only thing that can, that can solve the problem. Women policing men's behavior will never have that same effect because they're like, yeah, but bitches, am I right? You know, they can, you can say that you're changed to, to women and then, 
use and then use that as an advantage to prey on more women you know like it doesn't work without men um standing up and saying like no that's not acceptable it's not just acceptable when you're preying on women it's not except and i'm not saying jeff is doing this but you know this is something that happens this is something that men do um you know it's not just that but it's also that you're saying your, your silence and complicity is saying like, yeah, I believe that about women too. And this is an acceptable way to think and treat women, you know, which is absolutely not the case. Um, so yeah. And so that's something that, that, uh, that I do understand. Um, like I said, uh, when, she, when the feminist next door tweets about stuff like that, I feel really bad. And then I often, my, my knee jerk defensive reaction has been like, but I don't actually see it. You know, that actually doesn't happen when I'm around. It's not that I'm missing it or not, not, you know, using my allyship in defense. It's, it's actually just not happening to me. And stuff like this reminds me that it is. And I am just tuning it out because I'm not uncomfortable by it and I don't know how to deal with it, but that's not okay. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, sorry for no D and D it looks like we're out of time, right? Um, that's what that flashing zero means on the, on the, Correct, clock. Yes. okay. So yeah, that is going to do it for today. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry if that was not a good way to spend time, but again, this is not, I don't, I don't dislike talking about issues. I don't dislike talking about weaknesses in myself. I don't dislike talking about things that are gross about myself. You know, I like talking about important issues that matter. And even if that means stuff like this, I think it's maybe not as good to just shit on Jeff behind his back and not actually be correcting his behavior, which is what the email is kind of asking for. But yeah, um, but yeah, uh, it's it's I, I like more of this stuff, you know, I don't know. Uh, people say, uh, oh, Jeff and or Jeff says, you know, oh, Jeff and Spencer, white guys talking about women and racism and stuff. And I love talking about, you know, sexism, and racism and stuff. But I also want people to show me if I'm like way off base, you know, obviously, I'm trying, but you know, I know I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. Anyway, this is going too long. Uh, thank you so much to Kevin. Uh, we got more uh, uh, shows coming up. Uh, you know, we might have another Jeff episode before he goes on tour for presumably ever. Um, I was planning to do D&D, but sometimes it's more fun to just now I've become Dan Harmon. Like I'm doing it to myself. I'm I'm not even playing my own D&D on my podcast. And I've been so upset about this for so long. And it's like, I'm doing it to myself. How can I blame anyone else for doing the same thing? You know, uh, but yeah, I, I'd love to do more Final Fantasy Quest, uh, you know, Johnny Quest, et cetera, to Fever Quest. Uh, but yeah, uh, and uh, you got any last words, Kevin, before we bone out? Uh, join us every Sunday, shrabhomevideo.com. Watch this live, watch a bunch of other shows, watch Abed Go Crazy. We've got tons of shows, shrabhomevideo.com. Be there. Yeah, and uh, I'm trying to start a new Twitch stream D&D game with the big dogs. Uh, if you go to twitch.tv slash Frank Howley, um, you can check that out. Or if you Google Frank Howley, I don't know. If you don't know how to spell stuff, usually Googling what your attempt is will gin up the right answer. Um, but yeah, on Tuesday night, we're going to try and start playing D&D. It's going to be a wacky campaign. Our characters are Wario Spawn, Jasmine Gambit, Hot Cheetos, and Kevin Hilt. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting, weird war. Wario spawn again wario plus spawn that's something you can get into so yeah check that out big dogs twitch check out my socials for more info on that it's gonna be crazy anyway time to get out of here and as always three pills a day and one apple removes the pills from your body when you shit it out